Let's just talk about how bad. Is that what? You- <laughs> <laughs> just the silence. Let's of trying just, to hold those words in. Let's just. So you guys had talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like, my set went okay. I mm-hmm. think like. Well, let's let's do a big picture. Big picture. Friday night. Haley Raven. Cody Cardinal. Myself. I'm headlining the show, and uh, <laughs> just a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that hecklers. Escalated that was quickly. It was like a perfect bomb. It was perfect. Everything went terribly wrong. That's just every single Nebraska show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've been here before. Because there was like a gal in the back no going, stakes. Boo, yeah. boo. When did they really get out of hand? Like the second After your half- set. You wrangled them because they went, woo, when you got on stage. And then you were like, this is why I hate women. Oh, and yeah. everyone just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I hate yeah. them for similar but yeah. different reasons. <laughs> they, they made you mayor after that for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm now the mayor of Greeley. <laughs> yeah, but that. that's the secret. Both of you, if you learn anything today, I want it to be... You should always start your set with. If I hate women. I hate women. <laughs> Damn! Wow. I'll try it tonight. We want to try it tonight. <laughs> you imagine going to Denver? First thing you say downtown yeah, Denver. First Denver set. Be like, uh, hi there. I uh, I hate women. I, uh, and they'd be like, we already know. <laughs> Get Nick, is this your start. first Denver set? Uh, well, I did. Uh, I did a Denver set in uh, at Comedy Works New Talent Night, like uh, week. Before, but this is my first uh, booked set in Denver since I started up again. Since like probably since 2014. I think I need to get a little bit more confident with myself before I start doing the competition type of stuff. I think I'm. What kind of competition stuff? Oh, like new talent night. No, or... just do it. It's free. It's just stage time. Yeah. I mean, you know, time, it's no a what. sweetened. Yeah, it's like it's. It's getting that time and experience in the uh, in that kind of sweetened room thing, but then it does also create the like that uh, a greater capacity to fail. Oh you know? yeah, and that feeling, mm-hmm. and it's the and that's the ride. I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like, um, because I was thinking about this because you know. Monday night, so normally we'd all be doing uh, the open mic shortly, and the comparative freedom, and then I was writing down my, like, 10-minute index card for tonight, being like, oh, and then this, and then this, and, like, it's weird, you know, feeling boxed or committed to being like, oh, but these are the really successful jokes. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh because they like the peculiar ales, Mike. Last week, I felt really like loose, loose, you know. And it was, and it's even taken me like a long time of back doing open mics regularly to feel that confidence with like loosening up. You logged your flight hours, Captain. Well, there's that. You know, you need the the comedy sense of it's like how do you. Uh, like you and I, uh, Luke, always like talking about it in terms of really like ill-stretched sports metaphors, right? Yes. And so it's <laughs> like you you need like doing comedy in the first place is like just making connection with the ball. You know, it, you're swinging at it, and <laughs> at first you can't even fucking hit it. Yeah. And you need the like hand-eye coordination you, of yeah. like, oh, it's flying and. Bam, I got it. And it shanks off, but like for a long time, just making contact with it. Yeah, sometimes is... you knock it out of the park the first time, but the next 12 times you shit your pants. A lot of pop flies. Funny that of... you guys use sports metaphors because the metaphors I use in my mind for comedy are ice skating and horse racing. <laughs> That's Fuck sports. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Sports. Fuck yeah. The sports uh, why of horses? lesbians and kings. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Le- lesbian kings. I gotta, I gotta point out. Speaking, speaking of lesbian kings, I just wanted to point out that uh, 
the queen has the coronavirus now, and as of January, I have been telling the, the DraftKings joke about betting on when the queen dies. Oh, no. And I don't always tell this part of the joke, but some of the times, because it never gets a laugh, but I would specifically say she was going to die in February. <gasps> and so I'm just like... And, you know, and she's super rich, so she's unlikely to die, but she's so old that she could die. And yeah. so I have this it's really, It's anybody's like, game at this point. Yeah, I like it's a toss-up, you know, but I'm so excited because I also have recently told a bunch of people, I was like, oh, yeah, the Russians aren't going to invade uh, the Ukraine until after the Olympics. And the closing ceremonies were like yesterday, and the invasion is starting today. Whoa. I've not yet figured out how to actually monetize any of these things, but like in another I life, fucking know. In another life, you know, you're, I a fucking hedge, know. you're a hedge fund yeah. guy in the yeah. life for sure, right? Yeah, now I can only read about things about like uh awful things that could happen in the real world based on their <laughs> likelihood by how funny they are. And that's my index. Wow. That's my future. That's your index. filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved the Queen during Corona when she was just like she she would have a bunch of press conferences and she'd look right in the camera and go, "Listen up, everyone." How, how did she talk? I, I was probably close. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, <laughs> boy, it's me, the Queen. Hello, everybody. It's not good up there. Stay inside. Fuck you. Good night. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, it's like. You know, I don't particularly care if she lives or dies. I mean, she's the queen, so, like, God Dude. save her and fuck her, you know. But, <laughs> but like, it's just, it's like, I the smug mountain that I will be on, and for a while, as we wait in suspense, the DraftKings joke, probably much funnier. What's another, you know? What's, what's some, what are you, you're, you're depicting the future. What's another one for the future? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like, I just, I just pull them out of the sky, yeah. you know. Dolphins it's can not, talk soon. No, unlikely. No? Oh. Unlikely. I do think that since all the Elon Musk's Neuralink monkeys, uh, since a bunch of them died during the testing, and so I imagine the prices will be cheaper for humans. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to drive down the price. Boom. Be like, let's kill 15 monkeys, but let me cut you a deal. <laughs> the same one killing the same monkeys. <laughs> they just shove it in there. <laughs> oh my God. One thing that's been key, I'm going to go back to comedy works, new talent I guess night we and stuff talk. like we that. We can go back to comedy works. <laughs> you sure you want to talk, talk about the about queen? Comedy. No, well, fuck I the queen. love the queen. Oh my God. This is, I want to say. <laughs> You're pro queen? I'm pro queen. <laughs> <laughs> like the band or like the lady? No, no, the lady. Have you seen her before? It's <laughs> so funny. This, <laughs> this lumberjack motherfucker is like, oh, the royals. Oh, no, right. just the queen. The queen, her her brother, like his brother's like, anytime I can be king, and he, she's like, you're, nope. <laughs> I'm holding on to the crown, Got motherfucker. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Taking that she's crown inspiring. to the grave. How dare both? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to, um, back, to comedy. <laughs> back to comedy works. Well, one of the things that I struggle with is like, I'm reluctant to do like new talent night and stuff like that because I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to get out of my head about the fact that I'm being graded. Because like mm. I like to, uh, there is a sweet spot on stage for me where you're really in tune with yourself and what's going on in the room, but you're also loose. So there's just a, a genuine, there's a there's a genuine aspect to it. Yeah, Zen, Zen in the art of comedy where you're like, I don't don't think about it, just go do the thing. Yeah. Don't worry about any of the consequences. And so what are the rooms like at Comedy Works. Oh, it's the best. It's butter. Is it if a- you bomb at Comedy Works, you earned it so hard. <laughs> I you mean, it's like, it. I, don't, it's, I don't know. You know, it is It is a weird, funny, like, and I see the value in, in both of them. But there's like, so there's open mics and the bar shows, right? Yep. Where some of the times you're performing to a room full of people that they had no idea comedy was going to be there and they're not particularly thrilled about it. You're in competition with a fucking sports center on the television. Curling recently. table talks and, and all of the things. And you're kind of like, and you're fighting them for the, and this was something I've been thinking about a lot after the, uh, after getting to do the weekend at the comedy port is it's like, and then the comedy club 
which is this far more limited opportunity floating around doing it um, in northern Colorado, but I'd also imagine like in most places in the country, right? Like the actual nature is it's like, oh, weird, doing this semi-corporate thing at like a fucking Elks Club. (laughs) Oh, now I'm at like a bar full of people that did not want this to happen, you know? And so... Those are like the brass tacks of comedy. And then the comedy club, all of a sudden, where all of the chairs are pointed and there's like table service and everybody here has very intentionally come to like see a comedy show. There's comedy in the name. Yeah. And they've paid money to see a comedy show. And everything about the arrangement of the space has the people like pointed at you and focused on you and they have in fact imbued you with this like magical like we're gonna go see a comedian at the comedy place you know and all of a sudden because of that you are like intrinsically more funny some of the times though and then i watch i go see those shows and and some of the times people have lines i'm like oh yeah well that wouldn't actually hit Mm -hmm. at the monday open mic or that wouldn't hit in a place where you're still fighting for without the audience being in the headspace of we're at it, what you just said yeah. it wouldn't oh look at you know oh look at the comedy you know and that is and it's and it's a cool and then it's like well which one of those is is actually fucking real mm-hmm. you know it's like you listen to or you watch a tape of yourself at one of these really, I consider them just sweetened rooms is how I feel because it's like everything about it is just, and it does, and it facilitates the use of the drug, you know, because you just tie off and you're like, oh, give me give me that sweet laugh juice, baby, you know? <laughs> and like, and you know, and you're going there and you're sitting in a plush chair, whereas like a lot of these other shows Especially, like, a significant percentage of the shows you get booked on to do in northern Colorado is you're fighting a fucking rat for the laugh juice. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and you're just, and you're sitting on some cold bags of wet garbage to tie off with a used <laughs> condom and so you can shove the laugh juice in there, you know? For, like, since we were both at that lovely show on Friday. Yeah. If, so, I, I always always take an opportunity to shit on nebraska okay like eight out of ten shows back there were pretty much just that so wrestling the crowd yeah like on the level of because there was like a person up front who threatened a comic and then there was like people back yelling boo and then there was a table in the middle that two tables in the middle full tables of people just going like in the middle of jokes like why what does she think about that what's going on Ah, they're just saying random shit in the middle of every. Like, there were several times where I was telling jokes where I was like, I, I'm like, oh, here's the setup to the, the joke, and, <laughs> and then she's like, what, what else happened then? It's like I'm. I will tell you if you will shut the fuck up for three seconds. It's like it's literally. I'm telling uh, you, ma'am. I'm I'm getting to the joke, yeah. ma'am. It's uh, that information will be revealed in the punchline. There's a uh, closet behind the stage, and there's two times where I was like, you guys, I need to take a break. And I just would go out. I went back into the closet and shut the door and just talked to the mic like. How'd they like that? How did they, they like that? The... Got, that kept the set going because I was just like, sure. oh, this fucking sucks. Oh, my God. They won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so if my question is, if you started comedy, like you're brand new at it, and eight out of every ten experiences or something along those lines of what, it was like on Friday. How long do you think you would have stuck with it? I think I kind of did that. Did Boulder. Uh-oh. Boulder crowds are uh, their own kind of Omaha. Oh, they're yucky. <laughs> they're so it's yucky. Like, it's like it's uh, Especially the like ones a Boulder, the Boulder crowd. It's like it's like a uh, they're still hostile and not there to facilitate you doing the thing. But they're also clearly much better than you. <laughs> and of of greater wealth and and value as a human being, uh, I I mean you know I think it's the it's the <clears throat> weird. So I'd say what you described though it's like that's the glutton for punishment quality. I I like to say that it's like that the first like 
two years of doing comedy requires so much cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. It's like, because there's so much of it that is so unpleasant, even even when the highs, like, drop off for you, like, the first time you go back and, like, do a really shitty job at an open mic, like, a week or so after you have, like, a great show, and so you're like, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm flying, and then you go, <laughs> and and so like all of that and those the pits of it nothing and some of it either. is so demeaning and it's like that i feel like most people at least are secretly thinking to themselves for the first two years they do it like i'm about to be on television you know and i'm gonna say that to jimmy fallon and he's gonna kiss me on the mouth Yikes. and leave his wife and you know and i'm gonna live with jimmy fallon you know, it's that easy, and and so I think like <laughs> <Live with you. laughs> that would be exhausting. It seems like he drinks a lot. It seems like he and drinks the singing, a lot. And he the just, singing, I wouldn't oh. be able to do. Well, the no, singing. he's like hung over in the morning. He's like, I signed another deal with Lay's, and he's just like guts out drinking scotch. <laughs> I <laughs> he's um, laughing at his own episodes. What? I no, this is not. She's <laughs> like, I lived with Jimmy Fallon for six months. I was and actually he married is a to perfect Jimmy Fallon. gentleman. No, um, somebody whatever heard like through mutual like. I know somebody, they know somebody oh, who like says, was in Jimmy Fallon's vicinity and they said that he just fucking hates his job. Oh yeah. <whistles> yeah, he's he's in deep with the yakuza. Look yeah. at his eyes. Kill me. Yeah. Well, he does he does a host thing <laughs> just where he'll jaundice and exhausted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, so tell me about your new movie. <laughs> John Krasinski, would you like to play the game 30 Ways to Die in Your Dressing Room? I was in SNL and I had a face. <laughs> anyway. Too much laughing gas. He took so much mm-hmm. laughing gas so while he was at SNL. You heard it here first, gang. We don't like Jimmy Fallon. No, I'm just kidding. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that like, when you start comedy... There's this way, and you even you see it all the time with like the people at their first couple open mics, and it's that feeling where you go, "Wait till these people get a load of me," you know? I'm because 21 you're like, years old. Because you're so fucking <laughs> funny, you know? And it'd be like, I think like, are these assholes at this bar on Monday night even gonna be ready when I reinvent what comedy is? To Western civilization? Are they even ready for that? And then you meet, and it's like, oh, a lot of these people are pretty funny, and uh, and they also don't give a fuck about me. Oh, yeah. It's well, very, it's very sad. I like hearing about this kind of perspective and experience with comedy because, like, why why do you both do it? What made you? What when no. did you want to start doing it? What made you finally do it, well, and why do you do it? I did, I got into it because I eventually want to be an accountant. You know, this is one of the essential building <laughs> yeah. blocks yeah. of yeah. becoming an accountancy. Accountant. Yeah, I don't know, bro. We've talked about this. It's like uh, I think you asked me and Ali last yeah. time. Yeah, I said money and power. Ali said friendship, and you said putting boots on people's heads you don't like, right? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Boots on necks. That's, that's what I wake up and do every day. I don't know. It, Boots it's on necks. The most fun thing ever. And I, I, I've, I've made a bunch of stuff like like art- creatively, like with creativity, and the most fun thing still to this day, it's not making a poster, it's not making an animation, it's not doing all this other creative stuff or even doing a play. It's when you get a new joke and it's ready and you know it's good and you tell it to a crowd and everything pops and it's like came out of nowhere. From the from the stars, some of my jokes come out of nowhere, and I'm just like, "That's a dumb idea. Let's put that on a piece of paper, and then talk at people." And that's just a, it's lizard quality sure. goods. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Oh man, it's like because yeah, I I've done uh, a bunch of different uh, kinds of arts and creative outlets, and comedy is, and I call the thing you get from it the drug you know, for self-evident reasons. And the directness and volatility of whether or not you actually get the drug in stand-up Ooh. is so complex 
and stand up is in and of itself a thing that is like simultaneously so simple that it is infinitely complex and and then on another level it's uh it's kind of nice and a la carte because you can back off of it or slow it down when you need to but also scale it up infinity 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 yep. and 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 then like on a more basic or simple level it's like um i've always loved laughing you know and and being funny and it's an important like part of how i process the world you know yeah and and then as soon as you're like as soon as you realize you have a skill that not everybody else has uh it's like well what how can i how can i use this you totally. know what what's the prize like those guys who hang from hooks yeah yeah, yeah. like oh my god I am totally uh, a guy hanging from a hook. You're a hook hanger. <laughs> that hook is comedy. I remember when we were coming home from Denver from a particularly rough night, just because the notes were so rough. I was like, "Oh my god, we suck at comedy." We're just—I remember just quiet, and we're just like in the car, and it's like really dead quiet, and you're just like, "What a brutal hobby we put ourselves through." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I said. That's what I said the week before last. That was Wednesday. And then, was... That show we did on Friday, just like, when it, when you all left, and I just like in the backyard smoking a joint. I was just like, "What a brutal fucking." <laughs> yeah, no, it's a brutal hobby, and, and the hobby's what's funny. Like, well, and that's <laughs> why I uh, well, and that's that's where the whole feeding the blood to the stone thing comes from. You know, oh, it was a blood bath on Friday because it's like there's both this way where it's it's partially based on on the saying of like an old English proverb about how it's impossible to get blood from a stone. Mm. And that's kind of some aspect of this brutal fucking hobby we're doing. Do you think the queen believes in that? And then, oh, definitely. <laughs> I need more stone cut blood. Off, cut off this fucker's head. And then I also kind of like the like the sacrificial ritual aspect of it. And so I think of also, when I say it, I think of like a giant, like a giant stone pyramid drinking people's blood, you know. And that's very that's very fun for you. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I think of that kind of shit all the time. It really and, warms his tummy. <laughs> and sometimes it's a metaphor other people want to hear. Most of the times it's not. You know, I like it. What what's your answer, yeah. Haley? What's your comedy? Uh, I'll try not to be like too long winded, but I guess uh, when I I don't know, like when I'm not on stage, I'm really kind of quiet a lot of the time, and I think that confuses some people because of how high energy and aggressive I tend to be on stage a lot of the time and humor was just always an outlet I was uh, you know like there were things that educated me about like there were things that helped develop my sense of humor and I don't know I always enjoyed making people laugh I moved around so much that I like I would either move or the few people that I would get close with would move. So it was hard to have long lasting relationships with people. And I like to make people laugh. So I think there's some sort of connection between like, this is how I know how to connect with people. I know how to go up there and make you laugh for five minutes and then never see you again. And so I think there is like a longing for some kind of connection, probably just like there's a lot of times where when I do try to talk or be genuine with people, it just, I don't know, like people don't really listen. So there's probably like a selfish aspect of this is where I can go to be heard in some way and to have like what to me is, even if it's something like a bit that I've done a hundred times and you're essentially getting up there and playing Freebird, you know, like I, it's still a genuine interaction with every audience. Mm -hmm. And so you're plugging in that that's just how I know how to interact with people. I don't know. Do you guys have those, uh, like, some of the times after and when audience people do come up and they want to, like, talk to you, and at first it's, like, really nice, and then some of the times I, like, get filled with this anxiety because oh, I'm, like, sure. cause yeah. I'm, like, I don't know what you want for me anymore because I just gave you, like, 
12 minutes of me like distilled and purified in in this way and everything else from here on out is it's gonna be disappointing for both of us you know (laughs) sometimes too it's like hey and i'm cool not knowing you as well (laughs) you know like like i'm glad you like the material but uh but this is but i really i loved our uh our connection kind of compartmentalized in this way and so some of the times i'm like oh no the people the people one thing uh, can i just just put your whole ego's dick in my mouth for a second i wait what uh, i'm gonna just blow nick's ego real quick holy shit i loved seeing you at comedy fort that was so great. I was so excited for it. At and comedy I loved, fort. <laughs> I loved seeing you get the fucking recognition yeah. and attention that you deserved. It was a fucking slam dunk set. I was smiling. Like, I was so happy Aww. the entire time. You fucking worked hard for everything. And you. I just loved seeing that so much. And then everybody afterwards like could not get enough of you. And that, that was, was like the part. That was the part where, because at first it's like, it's like. Uh, yeah, it's like, I, I love the compliments. I love the compliments. I'm now drowning in this is almost too much, you know. You've arguably uh, seen me at my most best with lighting. Right. The right. And it was, a, yeah, yeah, and it's like perfect. And, you know, and then it's, well, thank you so much. I was so glad to, like, to have, it, it, like, on that weekend, you know, seeing the people uh, that we all see each other every week grinding it out in just like the least sexy of circumstances is like, and that, because again, that's the weird, that's the dual nature of it, right? There's this version where you probably, where you're getting like less recognition than you should in the open mic setting. Well, that fucking set, I said, I compare comedy to ice skating. You were Tanya Harding nailing the triple axel that night. It was just a slam fucking dunk from beginning to end. And we were talking about hecklers before we got on the actual mic. She's taking the script, kid. This is my (laughs) podcast now. I'm the king lesbian. Uh, One thing that happened to me recently, though, with uh, someone coming after a show was after a show in Denver, he, like watched my set as a closing set and he was just came up after he's like sweating super sweaty talking fast teeth chattering and Ooh. i was like he's like he's like you're actually funny and i was like <laughs> <laughs> thanks pal great man <laughs> <laughs> he's just like coked out of his head <laughs> and he's like you actually brought me laughter and i'm like thank thank i, I like it when uh. they're just nice but if they're just like out of their mind and like hey i want you, i want to smell your teeth like oh I've, i get scared there was that one, I think he was like a college kid or something in the front row of that set. Yeah, and some I th- dudes. Yeah, and he, inter- you know, he, I don't think he was ill-intentioned, but he interrupted your set, you know. A young chode, as yes. we say in in the <laughs> Hey, the that chode could be my biggest fan. I don't, I don't know. I but don't the know. way you Pardon handled that and shut it down was so perfect. Just the, you didn't, it's like. I don't know how to describe that. And I mean, it went so well. You're in the middle of your joke and you just went, shut the fuck up, lady ivermectin. Like you didn't even break <laughs> rhythm. It was so it was perfect. Well, perfectly I, executed shutdown. I mean, you know, it's it's the weird, and, and that was, and it was funny because like those sets, I mean, I, I probably practiced you know, those iterations or that sequence of jokes all in a row more than I, like, usually would. And so there was all of this polish and then that joke being, like, three rhetorical questions in a row and nobody ever answers. And that's part of, like, doing, like, bar comedy, right? Is it's like, oh, well, yeah, nobody... Like, I don't even even know if two-thirds of these people are actually listening to me, so I'm not expecting any answers. And then because it was like right at the end of the set. And so there's even this way where maybe, and it feels kind of unlikely to me, honestly, because of where I'm at with comedy right now. But like if it had been earlier in the set, there would have been a greater risk of me Mm. trying to like interact or like volley it off, which is something that, you know, we get to see a handful of performers who are particularly good at doing. And then a lot of the times it doesn't go well, 
you know, like if you can't figure out like the dunk on that person's. And so because it was so close to the end of my set and that kind of that job as the comic, like especially because there wasn't like a middle comic between Caleb and I or anything. So it was the idea of it was like, oh, man, if I like just fudge this uh, and tank the room Mm -hmm. right before he goes on, then I would feel terrible about that. And, uh, and, you know, and shut the fuck up has gotten me out of a few jams in, in, <laughs> just my, a well time. in my three decades. Of, yeah, just a well-placed, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And this was the most professional setting in you, which it. Do you think that if that interaction was going to happen at all, did that happen at the best time it could have happened? Potentially, because I had them with me. And it was like I had them with me and I just had – and he said it, you know, almost right at the end of the second to last joke. If and it was so there was this way where it was like – yeah, like you don't want to like, like – you don't want to create bad blood no. with I'm the people the in the up. front row right at the beginning of your set. Because then they just so think you're knows? a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, and I do, I do want people to see me on stage and think, and think that I'm a crazy person. Good. That's definitely that's part of the milieu I'm playing with. <laughs> is is like to be like, oh, I think that man's mentally unwell. Do you, do you <laughs> have similar like? Do you have like a, a point of view you want to get across when you're on stage? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think I said last time a lot of my comedy originates from a place of rage or being enraged by seeing, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't. Like the, uh, <laughs> what, what's it called? Your dick's down at the floor. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It just... is, and it is so exhausting dragging it dragging around everywhere this dirty I go. dang dick everywhere. I was trying to win the crowd over, like, Haley's got the biggest dick in the room, let's hear it for Haley, and they were like, we like Haley, but no, that one Friday night show, it was just, we're doomed. Sometimes you're just doomed. And I, I, yeah, you know, and I, well, but it's we, this weird thing because you watch people, like, finagle their way out of it some of the times, and that's something I'm trying to fight is that I'll be on, particularly on the open mic stage, right, and you go, like, I call it the the vortex of shame. You know, because I'll be like up there and I'll get a few jokes in and I'll be really listless and nobody. And it's like, and then you just feel committed to doing the rest of your time. And you go like, oh, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot for choosing to do this. So much of my, like, oh, I'm so fucking, like, I'm so fucking stupid that I do this. You could do another job. Like. Have a cart you sell hot dogs at, make some revenue. Yeah. 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 How did you feel? Like when you, by the time you went on stage on Friday, how did you feel? Do you oh. ever wrestle with like, or even in shows that aren't <clears throat> a complete mess? Like, do you guys ever have feelings of self doubt or do oh, sure. you just feel not well, secure in? Not even self doubt, more is like, oh, this could just not go right. This is just yeah. my, especially that show. I was like, when everyone, when several people are yelling the comic before me, going, boo. Oh, and, yeah. It's a slaughterhouse. But, and like, and it's there's several different hecklers. And I, I got up on stage and I just went like, hey, hey what, whatever's been going on, let's just try and not talk. During, like, I just really, I had like 14 different instances where I'm like, everyone, hey, you want to do a comedy show? I'd love to just do a comedy show. If you guys want to do a comedy show. And it just, it was back and forth, like lizard brain stuff. And I remember that one sure. time I brought up like, I was like, this is the story about how uh, I, I love my girlfriend. And they all like quieted down and like, aww. And then one was like, is she here right now? And I was like, and I was just like, no, she's in the car. But (laughs) no, she hates my comedy. She's in the car. Uh, I do. I do have self-doubt. I I regularly experience the wave of self-doubt, especially when it's a show that I like, uh, especially when it's a show of greater stakes, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I like place the importance on the flight hours of like of just the local open mics is because those things uh, are so rarely like, do they scare me? They only scare me if I have a joke that's brand new that I really want to be the bee's knees, 
you know, and it's like, and it's like, how fucking out of touch am I? Am I a fucking secret genius mm-hmm. or an obvious idiot? You know, and like, but I do, especially the shows that I have to travel further away, or the shows that I have kind of like on a on a pedestal in my mind or something. And then I will, and this is so stupid, but I look myself in the mirror before I leave, or if there's a mirror anywhere, or even in my car, and I say, uh, just have fun. The only reason mm-hmm. you're doing this is to have fun. Uh, if, like, if and there's that's any other reason, you're an absolute maniac. And I started, <laughs> and I started doing that honestly because both Patrick Richardson and Matt Kobos have like these kind of weird, simple comedy slogans. Where Patrick says something along the lines of, it's like, uh, if you're not having fun, you should quit. Mm -hmm. And Matt says, like, just be cool, be funny. Or it's like, be cool, be nice, be funny, or something like that. But it's like all of those things. And so I just, like, I will check in whenever I start to feel a little bit of the fear rattle. I'll check in. And sometimes I even say it to myself, like, right backstage, if it's one of those weird things where you got to, like walk through some curtains or down a hallway or something and i'm like the the only reason i'm doing this is because is to have fun you know last thing i i I went i only had one time i ever talked to deacon gray the old coordinator at comedy Mm -hmm. works and he actually didn't even talk to him i saw him do a show up here in fort collins and uh he in the middle of his set i don't think he even was like conscious that he said it but he's like i'm just trying to have more make myself have more fun on stage after i did a joke like doing like weird act like act outs and stuff like that and I'm like yeah yep I mean yeah yeah it's the crucial there's so much it's why would like, you do it <laughs> it's such a weird punishing ego thing yeah. there's so many places where it's like I can't help but you know compare myself to other people either to just be totally in awe of what they're doing or jealous of the opportunities they're getting and being like well, what am I there's so many things that suck you into it there's mm-hmm. so much like doubt. There's so much confusion about like, well, why does this joke work? And then like, why did this not make contact? And so there's so many different rabbit holes to go into. And what it's a brutal like, hobby. And I, <laughs> and I like being funny and, you know, trying to be funny. And I like laughing myself. And I like thinking about like why things are funny. And so it's just, so it's still, it's. You don't want to get famous? You don't get rich and famous and have a yacht. I mean, Ew. I'd no. I'd rather I'd rather get rich than get famous. True, you know. Oh yeah. And and even too, and it would be like a huge crazy victory if I could like, you know, just afford to not do the other things that I care less about and am less interested in, you know. And that would be a long stop before, uh, before being what you know qualifies as like. I would be I would be so spiritually wealthy if getting to do comedy and just weird yeah. art stuff was the only thing. Me too. And that would you know that would be so obviously I would be a fool not to turn it down. But then also everybody I've ever met and you know performing various different kinds of things for like fifteen years, you know, and so different arts and everybody I've met, whether it's acting, visual art, music, stage. Da, 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 da. any of those people who like set a deadline for themselves like oh in 18 months in two years in three years i'm gonna be you know well known and i'm gonna be just doing this and as far as i know none of those people are still doing the thing Whoa. so i'm like i'm like how do i keep this as part of my life and then obviously i would feel like i won the fucking lottery got yeah. struck by lightning in a good way uh if i didn't have to do other shit yeah, superpowers yeah. yeah. Can I get sentimental on you guys quick? Hell yeah. Yeah, bring it. We're talking about having fun doing comedy and that's one of my favorite things about like that's one reason I just really love comedy. The first like I discovered it was like learning what porn is too early. Like I discovered comedy in fourth or fifth grade and like had the awareness of what it was and it like changed my brain. Like it was forever in there like I wanna do that. And I started comedy in 2015 in Omaha, and I enjoyed it for about three months. And then <laughs> it was it was not fun. Yeah, it yeah. was not fun, and I kept doing it because I love it. Yeah. And then I came out here, 
and I'm not kidding and I really want to like be genuine with you guys you have all made it fun again oh and I enjoy doing like I'm growing as a comedian here I have more friends than I've ever had in my life and you guys have both treated me really well and I respect both of you and I look up to you and I learn from you Aww. and I'm glad to know both of you. And so you and both of you and so many other people in this community have reconnected me with like why I love it and it's fun again. So thank you for making it fun again. Fuck yeah. Fuck y'all. We're glad we're, we're glad you're here. Yeah. Monday's gonna be terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking a for real shit eater. A real like shit eater, promised. Yeah. Well, that was the sweetest thing ever said on Goofin, right there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know. Well, we appreciate it. We're glad you're here. So we're glad it's just not another guy with a sweater on going like, "Oh, I just got out of college and I got it." You know. So <laughs> thanks for being here, well, <laughs> being like, funny. There's times like in the car with you, or like I'll just listen to you guys because there's so much of like different. I only really have experience with performing, but you are both very knowledgeable about the arcane intellect of yeah, like goofing the, around the inside workings of comedy, and I learn so much from you guys and i appreciate that and i fuck around a yeah. lot but like you guys are great well hey and, and every you're funny fuck yeah. every you're scene great. needs a dick down to the floor you know <laughs> yeah so yeah drag yeah, that big tony soprano dick yeah Haley. yeah the hammer raven, Haley the hammer raven. <laughs> and that that joke do you do you ever have a joke that doesn't it yes. doesn't land well <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like when you're excited about a new joke and it doesn't hit you know as hard as you thought it would or it, it doesn't fulfill the hopes you had for it the first time but you have faith in that joke like it sounds yeah. real like self you know you ever wrestled a pig uh no feels like that what writing a joke is for me <laughs> yeah i'd wrestle the pig your, your pig wrestling pig background wrest yeah pig wrestling so you, you got it behind the ears and you're like yeah. this is a great joke okay and then it squeals yeah. away uh -huh. like, oh, I, I need to tighten up that last part and you, you, and then sometimes you just spend hours in the mud, and you're like, you have no, you have no piggy to take home with you, you know. Yeah, I feel like you need to spend a couple more hours wrestling this metaphor guy. <laughs> the first time I ever did that is Tony Soprano vagina joke. <laughs> you don't like that one? <laughs> no, it's just that being mean is so fucking funny. That's all. Squeak. That's all. I just saw a great opportunity. <laughs> Being mean is one of the fucking funniest things in the goddamn really world. Is. And that is what's upsetting sometimes <laughs> when you're trying to create a comedy scene. It's just like, well, we need to also be absolutely... We need a little bullying. <laughs> Can we sprinkle a little bullying in here? I think of this all the time. Was it my... It was one of my favorite people from the open mic. I think we talked about it last time. Yeah, just the... I think I did pretty well up there. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> 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 no, that is just delicious. I love that. I love it. <laughs> and Alina is like, last couple times I did pretty good. I'm like, you didn't do it. Like, both were bad. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I broke Nick. Oh, oh listen to that piggy squeak. Oh, man. The first time I ever did that, I, I love my Tony Soprano vagina joke. And yeah. the first time I ever did it was uh, in some. After 9 11. <laughs> It was in Denver at a show that, well, you know. It went great? Uh, it was a room full of, like, open mic rappers. Oh. <laughs> Dope. Fresh to death. And uh, Were they all DJing while you were on stage? No, they were just in the audience. And, uh, like, <laughs> I don't think that was really much of a Sopranos crowd because they all just no. stared blankly. And I was like, well, I love this fucking joke. You, you know, there's that sense of, like, I'm not hurt that it didn't work, but l like I didn't, I was not shaken in the confidence of that joke because like I like the joke, I think it's funny, I have confidence in it, so I'm gonna try it again. Mm -hmm. Like and it's work. Yeah. And I love the I love those jokes where it's like I haven't, but I know I know that it's here, you know. And some of the times I even got to just tell it several times in a row in the way that it's not working, and it's like. 
and you know, and the building suspicion is it's like, well, no, I haven't, I haven't written it yet, or I haven't, <laughs> I haven't delivered it right yet. But knowing and yeah, and having those who are, it's like this is so funny at its core, and I have to figure out how to communicate that, you know, like and you, that's yeah. such a cool. You it, wrestled the pig and you caught it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I always hijack your podcast. This hey, is, is that I don't have to. I can clock out. Hey, this <laughs> little piggy. <laughs> yeah, this little piggy went all the way. Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by. I want to drink more of my coffee, but I'm. I, it's cold brew, and I'm just shaking. Yeah, I call it hummingbird juice. Do you, do you need a pound of weed? Uh, I've I've actually been like stone cold sober from everything for uh, I don't know a month and change hey. and right on awesome congratulations ah. how's it feel how's it feel <laughs> honestly it feels good because like I was really half assing sobriety because I would just be high all the time yeah notice a huge difference like I I was starting to get feeling kind of down because I just for so long could not write anything. I couldn't come up with anything new. My thoughts are trapped in a fishbowl. And I smoke so much weed that I don't even feel how high I am, you know? Whoa. Like, yeah. Just. Ripping the ripping the barrel, how, like an ounce a week? Uh, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> ounce was, a week is. I'll even just, yeah, but I'll hit even like not smoking at that rate but like even i've i found this just recently where i i ate like 20 milligrams to go see a stupid movie nice and then i was like oh i'm not that i better i better take a little break on these edibles because i just ate 20 milligrams and i'm like didn't didn't notice i'm awake basically you know (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't realize how out of touch because i mean i just smoked weed all day every day for sure. about a decade gotta respect your drugs you know and yeah uh, i got that whole ozzy osbourne thing going where if i'm doing anything i'm doing all of it all the time and yeah do you have a do you, have you ever eaten a bat only once <laughs> it <laughs> no, ate no. the whole bat though um <laughs> <laughs> like a bib on and everything <laughs> used the whole bat yeah yeah well, as We're far as doing table. comedy goes, like I said, like I like to have some sort, like I like to be genuine, and that was really getting in the way. And I'd been doing it for so long that I just did not realize how out mm-hmm. of touch I was with my my own brain. Yeah. And so, what a crazy thing comedy demands of you, huh? Mm. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though to like to do some sets. Not high, it'll fall into that pattern where I'm just doing them all like a little stone and I never feel like I'm too stoned. And then I'll break it up and I'll do some like totally sober and I'll be like, oh, there are things that I'm like a little more on it, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not in the in the cloud, you know. For sure. I do want to say you make incredible edibles. They Thank you. So Mama Luke's incredible Mama edibles. Mama Luke's incredibles. I have yeah. Thin Mint Brownies right now. Thin Oof. Mint Brownies. Oof. Something about putting Girl Scout cookies in a bowl of uh, molten feel-good goods, you know? Yeah. My yeah. goodness. I was smoking uh, last night watching cartoons, and I ate two sleeves of Thin Mint. Thin Girl Mint. Scout. Full, full, yeah. full Thin Mint? Yeah. Ooh. I ate the whole box. I ate the mint. I'm more of a tagalongs guy typically, but what about Samoas? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty I go good. Samoas, Thin Mint, but if it, if you have I'm to put one in ice cream, core thin core tagalong guy. Tagalong, tagalong, yeah. The peanut butter chocolate is, I think, it's one of the most delectable. I taste any kind of peanut butter chocolate confection, and for just a brief second, I'm like. God does exist. And then when it leaves my mouth and I can just taste like my own spit again, and I'm like, no, that's right. We live in hell. <laughs> you know? You I don't know. trust anyone who's like, I like like the regular flavor. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. 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 Where are the bodies? See, right? yeah, I know yeah. the Samoas, because the Samoas are the really caramely ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, caramel stuff now, it's like it gets in my teeth, and, you know, and yeah. I just have, I've got some, you can some on dental it, fears. I yeah. like the Girl Scout lemonades because they look like something Hello Kitty would eat. 
Oh my god. The lemon the lemon ones? What? Yeah, they're, they're, oh fuck you guys. <laughs> Is that the only flavor they had in Nebraska? Yeah. <laughs> we got the rest of the flavors, Haley. I mean, lemon's a great flavor. <laughs> we got the you rest. Have no, made... they look they look cute. Oh. Oh, aesthetically. Aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetically. Yes, they're they're an, an Instagram. Aesthetically, cookie. I like the caramel ones a lot more. It's probably yeah. I think, you know, if it's just by judge a cookie by its looky, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> then <laughs> Oh, I like thin mints, god damn it. Put them in my ice cream. Let's go. You know? This is just becoming hot takes on cookie, <laughs> cookies podcast. Hey, gonna be the thing that how tears come, us apart. How yeah. come the Girl Scouts they don't pay taxes and they're breaking child labor laws? What the fuck's going on? Where's that money at? Capitalism, my friend. Where's that money at? Like you said, we live in hell. <laughs> we live in hell. I yeah. think there's a. Uh, I picture it being like if you're like listening to some of those or just like read some like sci-fi where there's like a hive mind that takes over everything. Yeah. That's Girl Scouts. That's the Girl Scouts? Just a giant tag along. Hey, were you a Girl Scout? <laughs> I, no. No. I'm okay. an Eagle Scout. <laughs> Eagle Scout. Scout's I, on it. I don't know. The way she like scoffed at that, I was like, I could really go either way here. You, were you a brownie? Were you a brownie? What? No, I've never done any of that dumb shit. Were you in any of them? No. I was uh, I was a- uh, You like saying Scout's on her though. I was, a, I was a Cub Scout. I think I, I was a Cub Scout and a Bear Scout. And then the one right before the Boy Scouts was the Weeblows, which <laughs> I dodged. Oh my God. I what dodged. The Weeblows. Yeah, I mean, you know, what? I was like, I, uh, I don't want to blow. No, uh, no, thanks. Yeah, it sounds like something that wants to get pushed over. It's weeblow. weird too because, like, you know, Boy Scouts of America hate gay people, and it's like, Do well, they? maybe you shouldn't have named it the Weeblows, man. It's very weeblows. confusing. It's totally confounding. Do they hate gay people? Yeah, Boy Scouts of America. Yeah. You'd think they'd love them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> anyway. All right. The lemon ones stink. No, they're aesthetically, they're excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to see it's just the, the riffs crash and bomb and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the garbage with it. And all, it all to, to wrap up the whole r- rough show with a million a hecklers. One. With a million hecklers. Oh yeah. I just did my best to still have fun with the anarchy before me, and at some point it's just like, I, I, you said like, do you ever? When I got like, you were asking if you get nervous before you do something like that, and it's like, I've seen it now enough where I'm like, I know it's about to happen. I'm. The first worst part, if I did that the first couple months stand up, doing like oh. a closing spot where everyone heckling would not have, it'd be like too much poison at once, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. But after years of years, years of grief, eating one apple seed every <laughs> fucking yeah. day, you had to toughen up. <clears throat> and like the biggest thing, too, is whenever I've dealt with hecklers, it's like as long as I can keep it about the show and having fun and not get mad at anyone, because that's when, if, if, you get, if I get mad at anyone, show's over. <laughs> and that's just that's the, the nature of someone getting angry and showing that anger to a crowd they all go oh yeah fuck I'm, this has become not fun all of a sudden because he's mad and now I'm like scared or some people do funny angry well mm-hmm. Eddie but Pepitone. it is it's a tough but it's a tough because it's like as soon as you like actively point hostile energy at the audience it's like it becomes much easier for the rest of the audience to weaponize. It's like it's easy to signal out one person and be like, all right, doofus. Yeah. And typically, and if it's like short and clipped, then the rest of the audience is staying with you and a lot of them will reward. But if it's already gotten like rocky and there's a few patches, then than being like, and I don't like that table, and I don't like that table, and I don't like that table, and I just I shit my pants. In the instances where I do get heckled, I freeze. I don't really know how to deal with it yet, which it'll come with time. But when I do... You handle it perfectly. uh, Yeah, and I was like, well, this is going to go one of two ways, (laughs) and I guess we'll just navigate that road depending on which one it is. Great. And... 
here's the thing like uh, you know like i never want to turn an audience against me i'm not saying anything for the purpose of making anybody mad and it just happens to be that the times that i have been heckled it's women Mm. and the re- part of the reason I get real nervous about that, it's easier for me to, like, have fun and, like, you know, like, turn it into, like, a funny thing when it's men because with women, I think also because I am a woman, they are more comfortable with getting aggressive with me and getting upset and trying to fight me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. So whenever that happens, I'm, I kind of freeze because I'm like, I don't want this to escalate yeah you have a a, you have enough of a and it's like it's reinforced through your your presence and your material where it's like if you just like silently stare at somebody uh a lot of times it's not like they don't get warm fuzzies you know they're like oh i just pissed off (laughs) (laughs) oh she's pissed hammer there was a comedian in omaha it was some guy and the first thing he ever said to me was he just walked up. He goes, you look like you're about to kill somebody. I like, th- that's just my resting face. Good to meet you. Yeah. Great resting to meet you. murder face. Like, I, yeah, I look like a fucking <clears throat> pit bull. But that's the, just my resting face. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweet until I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you're a very sweet young man. I'm a sweet you're young man. You're a very young sweet man. Uh, I remember that show, too. There was someone during someone's set found out, like, the table in the back. They, like, work in fighting domestic violence and then so that was like no joke was made and then everyone just knew that and then up front was the two people who threatened cody to fight <clears throat> yeah and when i got on stage might have been a bad idea but <laughs> i was like oh good we have the ones who do the domestic violence and the people who fix it in back that's great you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a, i could feel the room go oh. <laughs> and i was like no but am i wrong Hey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was a greased up pig. It was a greased for, up pig. Uh, you listening at all? <laughs> Just, you know. That was a little bit of theater. That was greased up pig towards the end of the podcast. They say most podcasters don't listen to this <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Fill <laughs> some pig noises <laughs> toward the end. Hey, slow down there, slugger. <laughs> Sounds like you're a pig that's glitching. <laughs> yeah, that's a metaverse Sweet. pig. Yeah. It's a meta hog. Oh, uh, yes. Poor Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck him. <laughs> you hear me, Mark? You hear me, Mark? You're doing the We're pig going after. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. What about the Zuck? We're going after Jimmy Fallon, Mark Zuckerberg. You guys name Telling it how it is. <laughs> one more. Uh, Enemy my- of the pod. We'll never, we'll never do any other sponsors. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. You know <laughs> You're what? out, Bill. <laughs> Fucking out, yeah. Bill. You were talking about pigs and like my mind just wandered off back to rural Nebraska where I was at my cousin's house and we were sitting on the couch bored and my cousin the the really aggressive one tore. She uh just looks at me. She goes, "You want to go chase some pigs?" And we <laughs> got, <laughs> We got on the golf cart. We drove a mile down the gravel road to the farm, and we would just get in the hog pen and just torment the pigs and chase them around. And she, it's this skinny white girl, and she, I have this visual of her all like, you know, 15 to 20 pigs are just cowering in a corner from her, and she is just cackling at them, and they just have. It was a hell of a sight. So I guess the point is, uh, let's go to Denver and chase some pigs. Yeah. I like that Tor is like, because I assume a full name, Victoria. Yep. That's Tor. like the most brutal, that's the most brutal name shortening you can get from Victoria. I fucking love so it. So you go by Vicky? <laughs> I'm Tor. Oh, Tori? No, that's Tor to you. Tor, Tor. Oh my MCL. God. Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Tor. Shout out to her. I'm picturing yeah. just like shoulders bigger than biceps. Uh, she no, was, just she was another... tamed by a loving hand, and now she is mm. a dentist's wife in Wichita. Queen of that castle. Write that book. Fuck yeah. Write that book. Fuck right yeah. There. Dentist witch. Wait, what'd you say? Dent- <laughs> <laughs> Dental witch. Oh my God. I fucking love it. 
I make, am a dental witch. A, dentist witch. You should make a, a, a dental witch <laughs> art piece. <laughs> dental there's, witch. There's like little voodoo dolls, but it's a piece of your tooth. Yeah, I made a it. I made a tooth one today. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I like that. Yeah, that was a that was a Tanya tweet. Shout out Tanya. Yeah, Shout Tanya's out Tanya. so fucking. She funny. had a tweet that was like. Uh, it said it said something about like I always get so many questions when I wear my it's just a tooth collection t-shirt and I was like please tell me that's a real shirt and it wasn't so <laughs> we're gonna change maybe that. the engraving yeah we might maybe we'll make you a shirt. could order that uh nikon.com no such thing okay no such thing <laughs> can mastership at kick Holland yeah, yeah, you can do that. That's <laughs> such thing. Your such sweater thing. is one of my favorite pieces of clothing. I, well, thank you. I, I never thank dry you. it. I want to preserve it. Oh, it can take it. it well, I know, it. but I want to. I want to keep the quality as pristine as possible for. Mine got so sweaty. Ugh. <laughs> so sweaty. Hey, you know. I was chasing pigs in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think small pigs hilarious. Yeah, mini pigs, little cupcake. Oh pigs. yeah, like a little mm-hmm. teacup, teacup piggy. Hide in yeah. your beard, pops out. Is that, is that a pig in your beard? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's a really cute tiny one for you folks listening at <laughs> home. It, 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 it'd be more like, yeah, yeah, like a yeah, and then Tor comes in. <laughs> 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 